I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. How are you doing on this fine day? Pretty awesome. How are you? I'm a little bit stressed. Just uh, working on moving, and that can be extraordinarily stressful at times. Well, me too, at our age, when you stretch, you know, that's considered moving. Yes. 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 It's just, I stood up. That was enough for me. That was enough My for back the aches. Day. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate I see memes and I see people like that on Facebook and Instagram and others that that is their day. Yes, that is true. Unfortunately. And I think I, I may have already said this before, but I am a little bit sad that when I do stand up and you hear the snap, snap, crack, crack of all of my joints going, sounds like a glow stick, but yet <laughs> I still don't glow. And I'm a little bit disappointed that I don't glow at the end of that. Bummer. So where are we going to get revved up to today? Where are we starting? Let's go. Well, let's start with uh, California looking to redefine the work week. I don't know if you've heard about this. But California wants to move the 40-hour work week to actually being a 32-hour work week. To be considered full-time? To be considered full-time. Oh, we must have had some people from the other side of the pond move here and decide they want to regulate our uh, 40-hour work week. Yeah, so you'd have four eight-hour work days. How do you think that that would go do you think the employees would be happy well the employees would be very happy do you think that they'll move companies would move to have say 16 hour employees or 24 hour employees and then try to just get a couple of them in there they're gonna they're gonna somehow jockey the workforce around so they have their coverage yeah and i i see this being a good benefit for government employees because they're already kind of just like in the niche, right? They they get the everything special and beneficial, the extra time, the training hours, the time off for, you know, this and that. To me, I just see that it would end up benefiting government employees. And it's the government who's looking to do this. But I think about our teachers. So if we move to a 32-hour work week, Look at our our kids. So kids would be only in school for 32 hours or less because teachers wouldn't be working the whole time that they're educating. So would that make maybe 28 hours of education a week? Or less because when they get done herding the cats around in the classroom, I'm sure there's probably less time. Right. So for doing less for the kids less for government services unless they're going to hire more people to fill in those gaps. I would just see that our our services would go down. Maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way, but sometimes I think, you know, when I work an eight-hour day, six hours is about where I'm most beneficial in those last two hours. I'm just tapering off, so maybe it's better for the government anyway (laughs) or better for my employer anyway. Well, uh, there's two ways to look at it. They could go to a 32-hour work week, but they got to make sure that they don't compensate people up to 40 hours and they don't raise their pay so it matches a 40-hour schedule. 
then they need to make it too so people that want to work 40 hours can work 40 hours and make the money because you have the you have the hard drivers that like to work that like to make the money so they can benefit and do more lux- luxury things in life i guess so the bill that is currently proposed says that if you do work a 40 hour work week those last 8 hours would be at time and a half so you would have 32 hours of straight pay and the last eight hours would be at time and a half. I wonder what happened with all the people they were going to just give um, weekly paychecks to without working. Oh, the weekly checks that they talked about cutting? Yes. So I do know that they, not quite the weekly checks that they talked about cutting, but the monthly checks that um, I guess you could say parents got, where they got the 250 to $300 a month for the child tax credit is what it was supposed to be. So it's supposed to give you the monthly check ahead of when you would actually get it because normally we get it annually. So in this case, they started cutting monthly checks from last July until December. So parents who made less than $150,000 a year collectively got checks for however many kids they had. So 250 times the number of kids you had if they were above the age of six or 300 times the number of kids you had below the age of six. And now when everybody's filing their taxes, they're shocked to learn that it was getting your annual credit ahead of time. So either people owe money or they got less at their their tax filing time. It wasn't a surprise to me. That it was going to happen. I could foresee this happening. You're giving people the money early. It's because the government gives nothing for free. So they didn't actually cut monthly checks. They just gave you your tax credit ahead of time. Ahead of schedule. Yes. Right. And then they tried to act like they were doing just something great for you. Doing you a great service. Yes. Well, listening to our great leaders back there talk and their actions, they do nothing of a great service for us. No, they do a great service for their own pocketbooks. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So they they go through and and see how what the next thing that they're going to discuss or make law or put into practice, and then they decide what to invest in, as we see with the Pelosi's and the Newsom's and across the political spectrum. I know I just said to Democrats, but the Republicans do it just as much. And they figure out what the next big thing is going to be that the, by virtue of what they're going to pass legislation on. And then they go and line their own pockets by buying, buying into the stock ahead of time. Or, or they uh, sell off the stock because they know what they're about to do they to somebody. The too. regulations are about to put in place. Absolutely. So did you see that big old fire that happened here in California a few days ago? No. Yes, it was at a Home Depot. The fire was so large, it was detected from a space. Really? Was this arson? It was a gentleman by the name of Dylan J. Cruz, 27 years old. Shoplifted several times from the store before he set it on fire. Wow. And it was seen from space. It was that seen large. from space. It was that large. It engulfed and destroyed the entire structure. Fortunately, wow. nobody was injured. So uh, another big news story, but unfortunately people were injured, happened to be with a Brooklyn subway shooting. 
There were 13 wounded, and there were numerous devices, I guess, that went undetonated. And I'm not sure if you, it, I think it was like several dozen that were actually injured. Some were shot, and then some were injured while trying to flee. And the individual ultimately got away at first, and then there were some who saw him in public and turned him in. But he, I guess he set off some sort of smoke canister, donned a gas mask, and then opened fire. And it turned out he was an individual who had expressed much hatred in Facebook and across social media. And then uh, 60-something years old, I guess he had just decided that that was that and he was going to make his mark. Yeah, he wigged out and kind of lost his mind. But somehow within a, a train car or a subway car, when he popped the, the smoke canister and donned his gas mask and started shooting, so far nobody has died, which is a huge, huge blessing that nobody died. But uh, just a very sad, kind of crazy turn of events. And it, you know, the whole see something, say something. Now, he had stuff all over his social media that kind of indicated that he disliked people and that he might do something, but just because you say hateful things doesn't mean you're going to go off and and do something like this. So how do we how do we know? How do we stop these individuals? You don't. In an open and free society, you have to police and do the best you can, but you're not going to be able to stop 100% of it, probably not even 10%. However, if we would punish people for their crimes that they do, which I think he had been in jail a few times. Bad people doing bad things. Yes, bad people doing bad things. Um, If you hold him to account and others, and they actually finish out their sentences or they get rehabilitation along with their sentence, maybe that'll help it a little bit. Okay, so holding people accountable or rehabilitating, both holding people accountable and rehabilitating them. So you hold them accountable, you sentence them to whatever amount of time that said crime would get them. But then on the inside of the system, it would be set up to try and rehabilitate people. Yes, that would be correct. So speaking of rehabilitation... (laughs) Did you know a gang member was just sentenced in California and he said he was going to get the Garcon, L.A. District Attorney? L.A. D.A. Uh, he was going to tattoo his name, the, the D.A.'s name on his face because he was pushing for such a light sentence and he was a gang member. So he was just going to get another tattoo as kind of a tribute to going for a light sentence. So maybe we're not doing the right things in the first place. And I get that I just mentioned New York, and now we're talking about California, but what do they both have in common? Very liberal states, not really uh, rehabilitating or punishing. Either way, they're not doing either. Well, they think they are. They think they're throwing a lot of money at the problem, but they're really not because they're just padding the pockets of the people that are the helpers as we talked about a few episodes ago with uh, homeless and how a lot of these organizations proclaim that they're helping homeless when in fact what they're doing is creating some rather large figured salaries. 
lining their own pockets. So they, they get a large salary, they line their own pockets, and then the problem still persists, and they swear that they could fix it sometime later. Well, a lot of liberal cities around the country are realizing that they can't fix it with their policies, so they're having to go backtrack and rethink things a little bit and actually arrest and punish for crimes. Well, it will be interesting if we do see people arrested. Well, we see people arrested, but if they will be punished for the crimes that they commit. And jumping back to New York, I know I just, I'm bouncing coasts back and forth like a ping pong. But the uh, New York Democrat Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin was arrested to, um, was arrested for campaign finance-related federal charges. And it said that it had to do with some of his running prior to his most recent position because uh, he was, he was hand-selected for the job of lieutenant governor after the governor position was vacated and then uh, Hochul, Governor Hochul took... What would that be? You just... She got appointed, or she was the lieutenant governor, and she had to step into the position, and then she appointed her own lieutenant right, governor. Right, okay. whatever their policies are, they just backfilled her so into they, the position. Okay, so then they backfilled. So he was appointed, and he was considered a rising star, but apparently the feds have arrested him and charged him with campaign finance. <sighs> I wonder why they'll so. do that to such a low-level person, but they won't go after Hillary Clinton. Right. You have the Clintons, you have the Pelosi's, you have a lot of top, top officials, and they seem to remain untouched. But you'll have them go after... Untouchable. Untouchable. Yeah, you'll have them go after these low-level, arguably low-level people. But I guess they have to make it appear that they're doing something. Huh. Sounds like something we always say. They can create problems, and then they say that they're the fix. Yes. Well, I mean, um, a family member of Nancy Pelosi just landed a senior advisor position at the Department of Housing and Urban Development. So do you think that they will ever, ever be punished for anything that they do? No, absolutely not. Yeah. That's why we need to term limit these people out. Well, so we... We managed as a society to put in term limits for the president, so we would have to, but then you have the people who will be affected, because they weren't affected as, they weren't the president. They weren't voting on themselves as president, and they probably didn't see themselves as presidential material when they were voting on this way back in the day. So do you think that they would be willing to term limit themselves out of all that cash and gains? Absolutely not. Yeah. They're having too much fun making money. Yeah, they are. Hundred and some thousand dollar salaries, and after four or five terms, they walk away with a few million. So, no, I'd say they're going to want to stay there as long as they possibly can. Seems like it. Yes. Absolutely seems like it. I mean, you even have, speaking of going all the way up to the president, you have the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, which we've talked about before. But you have all of this evidence on this laptop pointing to pay for play, which Trump, they went after Trump for withholding aid to Ukraine or even the appearance that they were withholding aid to Ukraine. Still going after Trump. And, and they're still going after him. They, they haven't stopped, but there is actual physical proof 
and they are turning a blind eye. And in fact, it appears that when the information was planted by the Clinton campaign through the lawyer Sussman that's currently being prosecuted, that there was a Russia-Trump love affair, and it still goes on to this day when they were pointing to that. It turns out that the Clinton campaign planted the evidence, and apparently the FBI and the CIA, especially the CIA, knew that it was fake, and they didn't say anything for five years that the evidence was untrustworthy and fake. They did say something to the president. I believe it was James, either Clapper or Brennan, whichever one was CIA. He actually went to Obama and told him that hey, um, Hillary's about to plant some evidence. Oh, so this is before he was elected, before Trump was elected, while it was all go- still going down. Like, yes. Okay. Okay. So it went to President Obama. And he knew, they knew this thing was fake. And here's the, the big key hitter here is, what is the CIA not supposed to do? Metal on U.S. soil. Correct. It's supposed to be foreign only. Yes. And in fact, didn't didn't Bill Clinton sign the separation of uh, different government agencies in the 90s where they're not allowed to talk to yes, each other? Yes, where they couldn't communicate. He's the one yes. that split them up. Okay, so that was set forth by a Democrat president. <laughs> well, I mean, he signed it. It was probably put into Congress at the time. Had to pass it, right? And then, yes. Or well, did he do an executive order no, like everybody I think, else? I think it ended up uh, going to Congress and going through the committees and all that and going to markup and... However, okay. However, they so do that. Obama knew they went to Obama and said that this is trash, and yet it turned into a five-year investigation. We spent millions of dollars going after Trump when they were forcing everybody to stand before an unelected official giving testimony. I mean, all of the people that ended up getting in trouble during the early years of Trump's uh, presidency, they got one thousand one. What that is under the U.S. Code, I think it's 18 U.S.C. 1001, lying to a federal official, lying under oath. So when they can't get you on anything else, they can point and say, well, this didn't seem entirely truthful. And so the people that were prosecuted or ultimately pled guilty, they pled guilty to a charge of lying which is like the easiest charge to go after people for. So they didn't actually get in trouble or prosecuted for what we think in the public eye that they got prosecuted for. That's why Congress passes laws to protect themselves from themselves so they can lie to the American people and get away with it on a consistent basis. And I think they're going to use tax evasion against Hunter Biden in order to punish him and then not go after the big guy. They'll never go after him. I would be shocked if they ever actually went after Joe Biden for anything. And if it was the other party, they would be going after that family and that person full throttle. Well, and they they went after Trump full throttle on fake charges. There might be real charges out there for him. Who knows? He could lie on his tax returns. He could do all kinds of things. But they literally went after him for fake charges. 
So then I don't believe you if you want to come after him for the real deal and it's true later. You already went after him for fake, full throttle, as you noted, on going after the other party, full throttle. But that's why they're prolonging this thing, though, even though they're going, well, they're going slow now. Let me back that up. They were going full throttle against Trump. But now that there's potential Dems that are in trouble, they've slowed it down so they can get past the statute of limitations. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they lost the laptop for how long now? And they they turned a blind eye for how long? And they talk about it. But, I mean, we're talking Sussman. They're going after him. He's probably the lowest level person that they could go after for for this thing. But they're going after Sussman, and it's been five years, six years. Yeah, yes. 2016 is when it was turned over. So depending on when the lying actually happened, they might be able to move the statute of limitations for that. Yeah, they're basically at the end of life on that. Well, and with what they did, I believe that's uh, called subversion against the federal government. That's uh, a term I would use. It may not be the correct one. But the Clinton campaign tried to put in information that was false and subvert a duly elected guy or somebody that was there that would have been elected Hands down. Hands down. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Clinton? Clinton's who you went for? You couldn't find anyone else? Well, we say that all the time. 330 million people, and obviously not all of them, but okay, so we'll just go with 100 million people. 100 million people, and you couldn't find somebody else to elect. 50 million people? 25 million people. Let's just say there's only 25 million qualified people. No one else? There's plenty out there. They've just set up this little good old boys network of a handful of people, as they call it, the um, the Clinton. Oh, what's the proper term for it? Because the Clintons are one group. Um, well, the Obamas have the Ob- been they, have been carted in. Their, yes, they've yep, worked their in. way up there. The Bushes. Yes, and we think that these people are on if you will, different teams, different sides, different belief systems, but then they all seem to come together when needed, except Trump. Seems like everybody was pro-Trump until he became president. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, he's the worst guy in the world. Well, he was a populist. He's an outlier. That's because he actually cares about the American people and not himself. It is funny. Like I, I look at... At Trump, and people will say, how could you support him? He's not, he's done this wrong and that wrong, and he calls himself a Christian, or he calls himself somebody who supports Christians, but then he does all of these things that are unchristian-like. But we make up what the line that somebody, like, here's my line in the sand for a Christian, even though I'm not a Christian, I'm going to draw a line in the sand for a Christian and then say they don't meet it. And I, I see that a lot with people. They they pick a quote out of the Bible. They say, oh, if you read, you know, this book, this chapter, this whatever, it says X, Y, Z. Therefore, this person doesn't meet the the bar that I've set for them. It's like, okay, where does it say that only a perfect person is allowed to be a Christian? Like, where in the Bible does it say that? And I I would say... 
Or you would say. It doesn't. It doesn't say that only perfect people are Christians. So we are going to see someone who is not perfect, but can still be someone who stands up for Christians, who can still be someone who stands up for Muslims, could still be someone who stands up for Hindus, can still be someone who stands up for, and then insert every other category you want to put in, party you want to put in, just because they are not a perfect person doesn't mean they can't represent other imperfect people. Well, that would be correct. And as the Constitution states, and as laws, rules, and regulations are written, his or her job is to defend the Constitution, stand up for all American people, and not pick out this group or that group, which is what a populist does, which is what he did, and he was a danger to the status quo, or whatever that term is they use for those people back in D.C. Yeah, well, it was definitely their, yeah, the deep state or their status quo. They wanted someone who would just stand up and yak, 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 and then in, in the background still do everything that's always been done. Yeah, and to me, that was one of his downfalls or deficits was he didn't go in there and cut the dead wood loose from the trees and so start over. I've thought about that, and there, unfortunately, the way that we are set up, you can't cut everybody. And that's one thing, working for government officials, and we saw this, or, or he's working for everybody or she if we have a female president. They are working for everybody. Our representatives are supposed to be working for everybody. But if you get a job within the government and then you rise up the ranks and you're not appointed, it's not an appointed position, we saw how a lawyer, actually a couple of lawyers, an agent and a lawyer decided to stork and page. I don't know if you reach back way back in the day when they said said that they were going to make sure that they had, well, we have enough on him that he'll never be president. And I believe they were also investigating the Russia-Trump collusion, which apparently was fraudulent and didn't exist. But they were they were saying they were going to get him out of there and there's no way he's going to be president. And they were working. They were in positions that they rose up in the ranks. Right, and that's in fine. DC. And you're right, appointed people. But I would fire all the appointed people, 100% well, of them. Yes. Replace them with my own people. Then people like Struck, Stork, and his girlfriend. Oh, Struck. That's what it was. Yeah. Peter Struck. Yes. And would something it, Would have been sent to a field office in India, Libya, Tanzania, wherever. Except that's not exactly how it works. Yeah. Unfortunately, because I, I knew when I was working for the government that I would not rise up high enough. Because I could not be political. And this is something that I've come to realize, not just within myself, but even within the other high-level military positions. Government and military, you have to get political. Once you rise so far up to the top, they become political. Even though you think like, oh, I'm going to be a one-star general or an admiral or this or that in order to get there you have to be super political so even if you're doing your job you're doing your job well and you never put anybody out and you always stick to the letter of the law and you follow the constitution that is not good enough well, they can be political as long as they have my political leanings 
If they don't, they're fired. But cleaning house, I think I think Trump underestimated just how much house he had to clean. He didn't he didn't get the baseboards. No, and see that's the thing is they knew if they carried that Russia collusion crud into his presidency, they could keep him and his staff so occupied trying to battle against that that you most can't of, do your job. Most of his agenda he would not be able to get done, but still even being there for only four years, he was able to get done more than probably every previous president combined. Well, and even some well, every previous president, but the eight years that some would do it, he's just like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm just gonna do it. Yep. And so a lot of times what you'll see is four years of semi lameness and then when they when and if they get reelected, it will be four years of then I'll get stuff done. Because they want to be kind of mediocre, and they think that that will be good enough to get them the next four years. But Trump actually charged forward and did a lot. And the Paris Climate Agreement that he got us out of because he thought that it was a bad deal, the United States did even better than what they agreed to. And somehow he was supposed to be the climate killer, but yet the United States ultimately did better than even what they agreed to. Well, and that's all just about carbon bucks and handouts. That's not about actually taking care of smog. Because if it was, yeah, the, it was the first money. country they would go after to fix themselves China. Was China. China and, and, and India. India. Yes. Yes. And yet we don't go after China and India like we're supposed to. And instead, what do we do as Americans? We buy more from China, creating more pollution, creating more problems. We should be shutting down the the foreign purchases and then creating on American soil where we have the laws in place that we say will protect the environment and the world. Yet we don't do that for some reason. Absolutely. Go nuclear. Yeah. Yeah, go nuclear. Or you can just go like California. And ban new gas-powered vehicles. Apparently, by 2035, we are going to ban the sale on new gas-powered vehicles. We are going to go electric. Because we don't have an electricity problem. That's interesting. Yeah, how are we going to charge them? Yeah, we have rolling blackouts thanks to PG&E. We have to shut the power off when it's too windy thanks to PG&E. But somehow... We're going to make it happen, and we have enough electricity. Yeah, we'll be able to charge all them cars. Well, if anybody can design a system that can, Elon Musk. And it's amazing that you bring him up, because apparently California just went online PG- with PG&E on an Elon Musk-backed and built farm of electricity. Awesome. And they're probably um, tied to the internet through his satellite system. Right. Yeah, he he's uh, somehow he's still saving California and the world. And we won't really acknowledge all of the good deeds that he's done. Because he's like, even though he's a billionaire and he's way smarter than me, obviously. It's the fact that they don't like his type of personality and person because he bucks the system and people like elizabeth warren because he is a donald trump he's a wild card guy he is a wild card 
Because he's actually doing what's good for others. And don't get me wrong, it's benefited him too. And I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong when you benefit yourself as well. But he's done thing that has done things that has benefited the world. Yeah, he has even offered to spend all his money or most of it to help end hunger. But I do believe that he told the World Health Organization, you have to do it a specific way, my way. And they said, well, no, thank you. We don't want your money. Right, because they said this is if if they would donate XYZ number of billions of dollars that it would end world hunger. So Elon Musk called them on their bluff and said, okay, let's do it. And then it was like, oh, well, well and they started walking work. it back. Yeah. yeah. So if we could, he offered to do exactly what someone said, let's end world hunger, and it wasn't good enough. And he he's done the satellite, his Starlink. He has come up with electric vehicles, and somehow, even in electric vehicle land, we are touting people who haven't even fully started yet. Ford, and who's the other one? Uh, GMC? Are they Chrysler? Um, Dodge? I don't. Well, Chrysler's owned by, or Fiat owns them, and they have the little Fiats. There were two that they just recently touted who were going to put plants on U.S. soil to build cars, or factories on U.S. soil to build cars, and they were just like, hey, they're going to do this in the future. Yay, go them. And Elon Musk is like, I'm doing it now. Yeah, and the plant that he just opened in Texas is huge. And he's doing it now, and yet it's not good enough. Not a good guy. It's never good enough. And he doesn't have to be a perfect person, but conspiracy theory time. Are they all working together just to give us a bad guy? Replace him with Tesla. (laughs) Right. Oh, wait a minute. We went the other way. We replaced Tesla with Elon. Right, but he's supposed to be genetically Tesla or something like that. Like at least half genetically Tesla. I don't know. I guess I'd have to go start comparing pictures and see if they look alike. Yes. DNA test. So. But if he's otherworldly, would we find the same DNA? Nope. New Jersey. Local and federal environmental agencies say they're assisting the town of Woodbridge, New Jersey, in its investigation into more than 100 graduates of the same high school that have been diagnosed with a rare brain tumor. I guess there was apparently a husband and wife who both came down with the same rare brain tumor, but they, the only connection was high school. That high school, that, that educational institution. Right, his name's Al Lupiano. Yeah, I guess there was some type of plant, nuclear plant close to them or some type of test facility where they had uranium and other exotics. And it appears that possibly when they built this school, they had used a lot of dirt from the facility that had been closed. So they may have moved the toxins from one location to the other. Does this change your mind on going nuclear? Negative, because uh, Europe, uh, specifically France, has increased the technology so much that it's as safe as any other type of power plant or any other type of system. We just need to get rid of our antiquated junk and actually get up to 2022, and we would be fine with small portable nuclear plants. Just saying. I think it's a good idea. I think so, too, because I don't think going 100% pure green is the answer. 
So I think about that and how we say we need to go solar, we need to go wind energy, but we look across the United States. I think people forget that not every location is exactly the same in the United States. So going solely wind or going only solar or going one particular way is not going to work for the entirety of the United States. And then right now with our technology, we our technology is not good enough to even have those two things be our everything. But yet somehow we're supposed to think that it's we're going to be enough. We're supposed to think exactly the same. Yeah, that's not going to work. That will not work. I guess there's a lot of nuclear power plants in the Ukraine. Yes. That the world has been keeping a close eye on considering uh, Mr. Putin is bombing the bejesus out of a big portion of the eastern side of the country right now. And apparently there's talk that he may have used chemical weapons yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. He's, so why aren't we going after him? We should. Why do you think we're letting a country get bombarded to little itty bitty pieces that we said we would help, but we're not really helping? Because he owns a few thousand nuclear weapons. They're letting the bully set the demands when they should call his bluff. They should tell him to stop or we're going to march in there and kick his butt because I don't believe he'd use him. And I could be 100% wrong. I don't know. They thought Trump was crazy enough. Do you remember just closer to the end of his um, presidency? What ultimately turned out to be the end of his presidency because it hadn't been decided yet. Nancy Pelosi was talking about taking away the nuclear ability of the president. Like he couldn't call the shot. Yeah, that's a good person to listen to. Yeah, well, let, a, let an eighty-year-old drunk tell the current leader of the free world what he's going to do. Right, and then there was also uh, Diane Feinstein, our representative here in California in the Senate. Apparently, Pelosi came out standing up for her, although she appears to have Alzheimer's. Yes, she's another one that's outlived her usefulness, so to speak. Well, she hasn't outlived her usefulness for uh, the money-making scheme. Right, it's the vote. They just want, they need that vote. Right, because they'll do what they're supposed to. Yes, because they'll just toe the corporate line. But if uh, Pelosi would have pursued that, I would have had her arrested for treason. Well, she should be, uh, just in, in general terms. Yeah, if, she you, be. Yeah, if you can arrest somebody for treason. So one thing that they've done is in because of COVID is they started allowing proxy votes where you didn't used to be allowed to vote by proxy. You had to physically be present to vote. And then they said, if for some reason you can't be there, but one of your staffers could be there, or maybe someone else, another senator or another house. I think it's just the house. I think the Senate always had an in-person vote. So someone from the house had to be there. You could appoint somebody else in the house to vote for you and to vote for their own vote and to vote for however many other votes were, were necessary. So there's a Hawaii Democrat who has hasn't been to dc in months he's been working as an airline pilot apparently still for i believe it's hawaiian airlines but his representative kai kahele 
of Hawaii and he apparently doesn't really show up for work in D.C. And he's only casted a few, a handful of votes over the course of a short period in January. And then he he appointed somebody else to to vote for him. And I think about that for our own, like every other representative out there, you no longer have to be present to vote. Even as they're saying it's we've we've come to this point where our representatives are receiving multiple shots and they tell us the shots work where they're boosted they tell us the booster works yet somehow they're still not able to show up with everything quote-unquote healthy that they've made happen there in dc they still don't show up and they still have proxy voting more than two years into this i think that's how our current president got elected proxy voting voting or what they called um, absentee ballots well you had so the millions in looking at that, I mean, there's a lot of places where they violated their own laws to make votes happen, and yet that's not considered a wrongful vote, a bad vote, an illegal vote, an illicit vote, insert whatever word you want for that. But somehow, it was still the most secure election ever. Yeah, well... We've beat that horse to death. Yes, we have. <laughs> so I should probably stop now. No, and he he shouldn't be our president. That's all I'll say. Okay, so let's talk about something a little bit different. Cool. I'm in. Okay, so have you heard in Florida they passed the don't say gay bill? That doesn't say don't say gay? That doesn't say don't say gay. I, I have heard that. Okay, so don't say gay. And provided I am quoting here, so Mr. Kyle Becker, don't say gay is similar to Black Lives Matter. Some on the left, the extreme left, make up slogans and pretend their opponents are arguing against them. No one actually says black. Well, okay, so racists might say black lives don't matter, but on the whole, people do not say that black lives don't matter. No one actually said, don't say gay. So they make up fake causes to sow division and distraction. What say you? I say that's 100% correct. And can we dive into what the law says? So what does it say? I believe, the law in Florida, right? Uh, yes. Okay. I believe just my little short simpleton version is we don't need to be talking to kids from kindergarten to third grade about sexual orientation, whether they're a boy, whether they're a girl, where they want to be a boy, where they want to be a girl. We want them to go to school, learn how to eat with a fork at lunchtime, learn how to kick the kickball, learn how to color, learn their colors, learn their numbers, learn their alphabet. And then according to Florida law currently in schools, when you're in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, then they'll start talking a little bit about sexual type things. So let's dive into that just for a second. So it's okay for a grown adult that's, quote, a teacher that you don't know, that doesn't know your students, to talk about sexually explicit and sexual-natured things. However, if you talk in the workplace or you make a sexual innuendo or a sexual statement 
or you even just say something to somebody that you don't feel is sexual in nature. But they do. But they do. It is against the law. Yes. So sexual harassment, we protect. Yes. We protect adults. We protect those in the workplace. But as kids, what if the kid says no? Are you going to stop? What if the kid says I don't want to? Or the parent says no. Like, I think this is going too far. You don't have a right to say, hey, stop. This is not okay. And that's what I want to know. What is their infatuation with little kids? Okay. I guess this might fall under conspiracy theory time. So we have Epstein, who didn't kill himself. Bingo. But we have Epstein, who has become widely known as a pedophile, who liked young girls, who was very widely known and even prosecuted for what he did. He almost got away with what he did during his prosecution, and then they, um, the whole reason why they were prosecuting him again in 2019 was because the victims were supposed to have explicit rights in Florida and those rights were violated. So the judge actually said, okay, you violated those rights and he can be prosecuted again. So that's actually why they went after him a second time was because the first time they uh, gave him a free pass. Right. It's protected, I think, but, by the Clinton. Yes, the Clintons. I, Bill Clinton was on his Lolita Express how many times, and there were many high maca people up there who did who knows what. But you have a very high leftist running in leftist circles who was known to go after young girls. And then, as a side thing, if you say there's a pedophile ring and and child exploitation ring, and you don't say Epstein, people say you're just a conspiracy nut who is making stuff up. Um, But I, I think those are connected. So then going back, if you start grooming children at a young age to be very open sexually, what do we think is going to happen? I believe you nailed it. Yeah, because it's more than just, like, I think you should be open to the point where you tell your children, like, these are the names for your body parts. I don't think you should be making cutesy names up. I'm in that camp that says you should be able to say, this is this type of body part. This is that type of body part. Nobody touches your body part. That whole that whole topic, I believe that you should be talking with your kids about that. But you don't need strangers coming in and trying to talk about, well, when you feel like a boy, when you feel like a girl, if you feel like something different, if you want to do this, if you want to do that, let's go naming um, all of the different acts that you can perform on people, all of the different, no, we, we've crossed a big major red line. And somehow, if you bring up that it's a red line to be crossed, you're the crazy bad guy. Roger that. I know. It's such a well, it's crazy a- topic. Because why Why would you talk to a five-year-old about what their gender identity right. is? Like, if they want to wear nail polish, you don't say that's a girl or boy thing. You're like, yeah, sure, whatevs. And I wouldn't, and they shouldn't. Um, the school systems need to stay out of parents and their kids' business. Period. So- 
I, I personally think about myself, and I went through a long period where I hated dresses, and I hated skirts, and I kind of hated things that were typically associated with being a girl. I didn't want to cook. I didn't want to work inside the household. My chores centered around mowing the lawn, taking care of the outside, working on the car with dad. I did those sort of things. So if you went by what I stereotypically did or didn't do, would I be pushed into being a little boy because I acted too much like a little boy? I didn't like dresses enough. I was just thinking about what you said with uh, censoring stuff. And an an Elon Musk report just happened to pop up. Oh, Elon Musk. Let's censor him. Yeah, with Twitter. Well, it's interesting that he's trying to buy Twitter. He owns 9.1%. The company, which is about three and a half billion, somewhere in there. And why is he trying to buy them? Free speech. Free speech. He actually believes, which is funny because he is not a born United States citizen. Is he? Is he a permanent resident, or did he become a U.S.? I think he became a U.S. citizen. Okay, so he's not a born. In in fact, he's a South African. He was born in South Africa, but. He came here. He seems to appreciate what the United States claims to be uh, offering. He likes what they were founded in, appreciates the principles, and yet he's the bad guy. Well, the interesting thing is that you have these talking heads and all these liberal news outlets saying that if uh, he purchased the company, then there would be censorship And no free speech. And no free speech. So they either don't know what the bleep they're talking about or they have some inside track that the commoner like us doesn't. Because I think that his whole point in spending a lot of his own money and then trying to raise an additional $45 billion to buy them outright has something to do with allowing everybody to speak their mind. Right, and... So this, I believe this goes to what we spoke of earlier, which is you say something that nobody's arguing against or that nobody actually said. You just make up the argument and then you you fight that cause. You just, whatever that, that made up argument is. So in this case, the made up argument is that Elon Musk wants to suppress free speech. He wants to buy Twitter to suppress free speech. They make up the argument. It has no basis in reality, unless, of course, you're right and there's something in the background that we just aren't privy to. But he has an argument made up against him, and then they're just saying it over and over and over. Just sorry to beat the dead horse, but just like Trump-Russia collusion, you can't not put those two things together and then follow it with collusion. Right. If you say it enough, people will believe that it's true. So Elon Musk is out to suppress freedom of speech, even though he has said repeatedly that he wants the opposite, that even if people are wrong, they should have the right to espouse whatever it is that's wrong, and then people can decide. Right, which is interesting because Trump's been kicked off of Twitter, yet the leader of Iran the leader of Russia, the leader of China, and the leader of North Korea are still able to do their little 140 characters on Twitter. Is the leader of North Korea on Twitter? 
I heard he was. Oh, man. But you know what the New York Times doesn't like about Twitter? So there is a reporter who doxed a an individual who ran a Twitter account that would just repost things that were on TikTok. And it was called the Liberals of TikTok. Mm. And all all this person did was repost whatever they posted. Most of the time without any comment whatsoever. They would send the anonymous person a link to whatever video this person had publicly put out there. And then it turned out to be a she. She would repost it on liberals of TikTok. And a New York Times reporter decided that it wasn't good enough that this person was anonymous. So they outed them two weeks after proclaiming that people were wrongfully going after her and who would put her public information out. And it was terrible. She goes and puts out a private citizen's information. Wow. And then that person's getting threats. The family members are getting threats. Simply for reposting what people already posted, but they didn't like being outed to a bunch of people about their views, their ultra-liberal views. Wow. We are so messed up right now. Unfortunately, it really seems... very confused. Like we are. So confused that there's a manhunt in New York City right now for a slain mom. She was killed in her home, it appears, and they found her in a bag. They interviewed her electrician who did a lot of work at the house and said she had a very sophisticated camera system. So they're thinking there should be something on the videos. It's amazing. It is. Well, I don't, they're, they're, um, in Hawaii, they have been looking for an individual who tried to light an elderly man on fire. Oh my goodness. And so it would seem like we have a bit of a crisis and a problem within our society. That's what happens when there's no accountability. Well, in, in good news, um, through executive action, Biden wants to ban ghost guns. And so I know that in our society, we started recording all guns that were made. So manufacturers had to record they had to have a serial number. I believe they also fire off a round so they can have an accounting for every round. Right, that ballistics is ballistics on them. Yes. yes, so you have ballistics. And so what in our Constitution and amendments says that you cannot make your own gun? There's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, over time we've said you can't make your own bombs, right? Bombs are illegal. We've had laws come out and say you can't make bombs. But what says that you can't make your own guns? And at first I was like, why would anyone want to do that? Okay, we've decided as a society we want to record all things. But what happens when you record everything? It's used as a tool to take it away from you. Yes, it's used as a device to. And we have the right in society to have guns. We've decided certain guns, fully automatic, would be highly regulated. Machine guns would be highly regulated. Who can have them would be highly regulated. But if we start highly regulating everything or deciding that nobody can have it, we would actually need to repeal the Second Amendment. Or 
by repealing, you would have the 28th Amendment, which would repeal the Second Amendment. Which is what they're striving to do, because you can't have 100% control when you have an amendment like the Second or the First. But isn't Ukraine teaching us anything, or any other country that's been overrun? Yes, how how important that the Second Amendment is, not just to protect yourself from enemies foreign and domestic. The enemy within, the enemy without, they're... Unfortunately, a rogue government of your own. And a, this ghost gun thing is a bunch of crap. Let me tell you why. This ghost gun thing is ridiculous. Why is that? Because there's no such thing as a ghost gun, because not everybody has specific cash to buy the components to build a ghost gun. We are tracked 100% by our credit card purchases. And you cannot order parts to build an unserialized AR or whatever weapon of choice that somebody's building without a serial number, without traceability, period. We're listened to at all times. Our Alexas listen to us. Our phones track us. Well, even on the phone, it's been it's been shown that they listen to every phone call here in the United States, and they have been for years. Yes, well, there's a, a company you can buy gun parts from. It's called Cheaper Than Dirt. And I would bet you if you dove into the real ownership of it's Cheaper the government. Than Dirt, it's the government. So they can track you. So they can track your purchases, and they can track what you're building. Everything is tracked. You think You think it's not tracked? Don't pay $500 of your federal taxes. See what happens. Taxes will get you every time. They will hunt you down for that $500. And even if you do pay your taxes, if you can't prove that you paid them, they will pretend like you didn't pay them. And they will come after you. Because I paid all my taxes electronically, as I've noted before. I have paid my taxes. And when they thought I didn't pay my taxes, they came after me. And when I proved, I had the receipts, as the kids nowadays say. I had the receipts to prove that I paid for my taxes. And then it turned out I overpaid. Disappeared. Never heard from them since. So, uh, yeah, underpay your taxes and see what will happen. They will come after you so quickly. So I wonder what they're going to do with elimination of ghost guns. You know how to fix a ghost gun? Put a serial number on it. Okay, but all we care about is after the fact, right? Like I can... I can use it. They can just track me down later. And then I can say, oh, well, it got stolen. Wasn't mine. Well, why didn't you report it? Oh, I thought I did. I did. It's not my fault you lost the police report. Right. That's a, well, it's like when you, when you register a long gun, you can buy components and build, say, whatever you want. And it's just registered as a long gun. It's not registered as a specific type. And that's ATF and your local municipalities and your governments. That's their fault for not setting the paperwork correctly and monitoring a little better. Sorry, speaking of setting the paperwork correctly, it just I was just reminded of something. So we, we bought guns in California, my husband and I did. So we bought guns in California. And so you have your 14-day, is it 10? 10 or 14 days. Whatever. Uh, we went through our, our waiting period here in California. Then we acquired our guns and the, they're all registered and everything. And we decided to move out of state to the state of Hawaii. We move out of state. We take our guns with us. We follow their laws and you have a certain registration period. We follow that registration period. We live in Hawaii. We decide to move back to the state of California. 
So, okay, what do we have to do to register our guns here in the state of California? Even though they were originally purchased here, but we said that we moved them out of state. So then we move them back and we re-register our guns here in the state of California. And somehow USPS mucked up our address and said that we had moved to Arizona with my in-laws. Even though we never had a forward from the address that we were moving to, to Arizona, we only each individually, we moved our address three months after the fact, but we moved our address from California, or from Hawaii to California. My in-laws from a different address in Hawaii, we had two different addresses, they moved it from Hawaii to Arizona. But this house that we moved into in California, we never did a forward to. Or from. We just left it. Wow. And so when we went to register our guns again, we used the address that had no forwarding on it at all. And then our gun registration, my husband's came straight to the house. And then I didn't get one, even though we did it at the exact same time. And then my in-laws call us up and say, hey, uh, paperwork came here. And they they had opened it up because they thought it was theirs. And it said that it was returned to sender, USPS returned it back, California updated the address to Arizona, and then sent out the gun registration to Arizona. What in their mind, like, I understand that it's a collective government body and not a mind, but wouldn't that ping someone somewhere that I'm claiming to register a gun in California, but you're sending it on a forward to to Arizona? Arizona? You would think so. But maybe because there's a few hundred million people and guns here in the country, uh, they just can't, they're not big enough to keep track of it until they want them. Yeah, until they want to confiscate them. Mm-hmm. Then, then they'll, they'll, then they'll, find then they'll them figure all them out. Overnight. Absolutely. Yeah. So here locally in, in Fresno, in California, the Central Valley, we have a place called the Tower Theater. I know where you're going. And it is, they're looking into seeing whether it would be considered a historical site because it's been around a while. So the people who owned the private entity that owned the Tower Theater had decided to sell it. And on Sundays, there was a church that had church services there. So the church, when they found out that this private entity was going to sell it, they said they wanted to buy it. And they started the process on buying the Tower Theater. And then it was found out by some local residents that the Tower Theater was going to be sold to the church, even though the church had already been having services for quite some time. A few years, right? Yes. Yeah. And then they, the local, some of the local people decided that they didn't want a church to own the Tower Theater, so they started protesting. And then there was a brewing company that I guess had been leasing part of the property, but not the whole property. And they said in their lease agreement, they had right of first refusal to actually purchase their portion of the property, and it wasn't afforded to them. So there was lawsuits going back and forth. And I, I can respect that if you had right of first refusal. I can understand why you'd want that honored. No problem. So they were they were settling that part, but then I guess the few protesters that were out there 
sparked the the city of Fresno to decide to see if they can imminent domain the property and take it over or if they could purchase it instead. So basically like an imminent domain because they weren't going to allow the church to buy it. Has that worked out for Fresno in the past when they decided to get into business? Not one proposition that the city of Fresno has ever been involved in has worked. Not one. Going back to the 80s, to the Chihuahua Tortilla Factory, to the baseball stadium, to all the other businesses that they've tried purchasing and running. Well, they imminent domained a parking garage because they decided they wanted more of a cut than the private entity was going to give them because they just wanted to take their money because they were a parking garage. Well, I guess what's going to happen, and I, I can't state claim to this because I just listened to this on a local radio talk show. So say tickets right now. The theater is open for rental. Okay. Right. They haven't stopped yeah. any anybody from coming in and renting the theater because the, the local people said, oh, we want it to be a theater. And the church is like, we're still letting it be. Yes. They only theater. use it on Sundays and during their Bible studies on Wednesday. But say that the city of Fresno does buy it. So right now, a, a non-union entity owns it and runs it. So let's say a ticket to go to a theater there, a show, is 10 bucks. So now city takes over. Then you throw in a union representation. What's the cost of that going to be? 15, 20, 25, 30 now? Just to cover the cost of the city's labor. Everything doubles and triples. Well, there's a, there have been many occasions where people say, if we have this, we will we'll go there. If you make it not you know, church run, we'll go to the theater. And then when they see the price tag, they're like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Because that happened at a place that that I worked at. They didn't like the food. The claim was they want the people wanted healthy food choices. So they wanted the cafeteria to change to healthy food choices. And the person who had the lease agreement said, this is the food we offer. This is our cook. This is our specials. This is what we do. And people were like, no, we only want healthy food. So then they got a new contract out there and it went for healthy food only. And people are like, I'm not really going to eat there. It's too expensive. So (laughs) let's throw this out there. So the church has been there every Sunday, I think for almost 10 years. Okay. Does the community have any evidence that the church has done anything contrary to law? So they they go with the generalized church people are anti-LBGT, church people are anti-this, church people are anti-that, they're bigots, they're homophobes, they're insert whatever argument, they, they just give their argument so, that all church people are this way, therefore XYZ. So then the locals that live in that area are doing the same very thing that they think church people are doing. Yes. So then instead of meeting with them and opening them up to the community and what they're about. They just make some quasi-argument about all church people are X, Y, Z, and then... So then I wonder what's going to happen if city does eminent domain it or they take it over and they realize, hey, we're in a bad economic time. We don't have the money to run it. We're going to have to close it. So then it's going to end up like the movie theaters and a lot of the buildings in downtown Fresno, which are derelict and vacant. So I think all of the people that that are in the area that say that they don't want it to go to the church, 
Now, I'm not pro-eminent domain, but my idea is that if they need to raise the capital, buy it, and turn it into they what need they to claim. Take care of it. Absolutely. So if you want that, that's fine. Guess what? You're now in business. How are you going to raise the capital? How are you going to do it? Well, that's one of the things that was talked about on that talk show is the church fully intended on keeping it open for rental because just on their tithings and their donations alone, they couldn't afford to own the property and run it. Therefore, it would be open for business. And they were. it seemed like they were planning to keep it open. They said that they wanted to keep it what the community wanted while also still doing what they had been doing. Yes, but somehow yes. that's, that makes them the bad guy. Well, you know, that's what's that saying all the time. Two wrongs don't make a right. So just pushing somebody off and saying, we don't want you here. I could see, you know, if it was a, um, a brothel, you know, and there's a lot of young kids in the neighborhood and they're just adamantly against brothels, maybe wrong district for that. But there's churches all over the place. And it doesn't interfere with other businesses or churches owning buildings. Right. Churches do it all the time or other businesses do it. Commingle, multi-use properties. That's what I was saying, multi-use, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, but unfortunately it seems like we are going with the we don't like church people nowadays. So it's okay to to exclude them from existing because they haven't been protesting them for however many years before for just existing in that space on Sundays. Correct. Okay. So I am still, I don't know. Have you found it? I haven't been able to find whether or not Ray Epps, the, sorry, back up. The prosecution in one of the cases was supposed to release a statement about who Ray Epps was. Some sort of disclosure. We don't actually even know what they were going to disclose on Ray Epps. Have you heard anything? I have not, and they probably were able to get a gag order. Gag order, bury it something. Yes, bury it somehow. I, I have yes, not heard. I have about been searching that information, and I have not been able to find it. I know we said we were going to follow up on who. Can't not follow who up Ray when Epps. they're hiding it. Yes, when they're hiding it, and so. But one thing that has been released, and it's unclear if Ray Epps is one of them. Um, but there were 20 federal assets embedded at the Capitol on January 6th, according to one defense attorney. So they, they've been going through the evidence that, that the prosecution has been turning over, and it appears that there were at least 20 FBI and ATF assets embedded. At least 20, which means there was probably four times that. Yeah, that was the only thing that they, well, not the only thing. That's what one of the court filings, the allegation was made and seeking a motion to dismiss seditious conspiracy and obstruction charges against 10 Oath Keepers um, was that there, there happened to be some assets. And it's, Ray Apps is not specifically mentioned, but there have been others, Oath Keepers, who have said that they were approached and the FBI tried to flip them and, and turn them into informants. And one guy even said like he was, he had messaged the FBI that where he was, what he was doing because they kept trying to flip him prior to January 6th. And then they claimed the FBI claimed that they found evidence that he was there. And he's like, I specifically told the person who tried to flip me that this is where I am. This is what I'm doing. 
And he said he was at the Capitol. He, his claim is that he was providing security for somebody who was there. So a lot of this, like, oh, we found you. Ha ha, got you. He's like, okay, I told him. I told him where I was. Mm. And Ray Epps apparently was a former Oath Keeper, and they were trying to flip Oath Keepers to become FBI informants. So it kind of makes sense that he would be a flipped asset. Yeah, and this is the most recent thing on Mr. Epps, which is March 29th. 2022 yeah so we're talking weeks it has been yeah. weeks and that's the most recent that the justice department was preparing a disclosure a man some suspect was an fbi informant yes and goading the crowd so that's the most recent article and it just seems so weird that there is unequivocal video of him doing more than what others were doing and had been charged for he did even more and yet he's not been charged in all this time because you know what you know you know what you know and you don't know know what what you you don't know you don't know what you don't know you know what you've seen with your own eyes is factual eyes don't lie i mean is it me or my lying eyes i don't know maybe yeah see and i know most um eyewitnesses their accountings are inaccurate but when we're sitting watching news clip after news clip after news clip of this guy then yes and there's there's more to epson meets the eye well and all they did in some cases they had cell phone pings of people being president in the area and then arrested them or or even um got warrants to search their homes and detain those individuals, and that's because of a cell phone ping in the right area or the wrong area, if you will. And and you're you mean to tell me there's how many hours of video of this guy doing all kinds of things, so you know that he was in the area, and yet nothing. Oh, well, this is why people are so afraid to speak up, stand up, say anything, or do anything, because as soon as you do, then next thing you know, somebody's knocking on your door. Arresting you, interrogating you, checking your taxes if you own a business, shutting you down, or finding you for EPA violations or code violations, or it's the 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 federal government has gotten pretty strong. Okay, actually, so since you bring that up, let's talk about that for just a second. We're going to jump back to Trump. Okay, so Trump Russia collusion turns out to be a completely fabricated story, right? But what did they get out of it? They got subpoenas to go through all of the records that they would not have been able to go through without Trump-Russia collusion yeah, being a, fi- a thing. They went on a fishing expedition. So now that they went on a fishing expedition, they want to go after him for all of the stuff they uncovered through their falsified fishing expedition. So how many people... And I'm not saying that you should get away with doing bad things or that it's okay... But if they had no proof, no evidence, no inkling, no anything, and they used a false narrative to get to the point where they could actually get it, how is that even? None of it should be admissible. Right. How is that even a thing? So anything that they found on Trump because they went through the Trump-Russia collusion should all be excluded. And they do that all the time, don't they? By their false permit. Yes. Evidence that can't be um, submitted for trial. 
Yes, they do it quite frequently. And if you look at Hillary Clinton, sorry to keep bringing her up, and Trump and Hillary don't necessarily go hand in hand, but Hillary was the one that started the Trump-Russia collusion. If you look at her, how come nothing seems to turn our eye towards her? I mean, they use so much to dig into everybody else, but Hillary, you can actually see stuff with your own eyes that she's doing that is unlawful. For instance... See, I told you the eyes don't lie. Having having um, information that is labeled secret, top secret, SCI, by well, secret or top secret, or even confidential on an unsecured server should have gotten her a, a good looking into and a prosecution. Jail time. And yet we say, oh no, it's okay. She didn't mean to. She had a whole server set up. And then all of the people, this is my own little personal, uh, I don't understand how you could hold it to one person and not another. So many people said Trump violated Records Act and and keeping stuff, and we have requirements that uh, we keep records for such a period of time and that the Public Records Act or the Presidential Records Act or whatever, and he violated that by shredding or hiding or or keeping some of this information away from public eye yet when it comes to clinton and the fact that all of the uh, information that was supposed to be public record she just had deleted and bleach bitted or bleach bit the whole system somehow nobody seems to care that there was a public records requirement for her do you know that when the clintons left the white house they stole furniture doesn't surprise me. They had their staffers change the languages on the computers and they deleted stuff just to make it difficult for Mr. Bush coming in. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, factual stuff. That really doesn't surprise me. But yet somehow we don't care. They're, they get a free pass. Yes, they do on a regular basis and I'll tell you why. You want to know why? Why? Told you all the time, just simple guy. But if you go back and you look at news clips and you listen to radio reports during the Iran-Contra and Reagan, Mr. Clinton there in Arkansas was allowing the CIA to run weapons and drugs out of Mena, Arkansas, back and forth to the Contra rebels. So that afforded him protection with the CIA, lifetime protection. Oh, so he can, they can do whatever they, they want. They can pretty much do whatever they want. That's why they have so many people around them that unfortunately die. Or, yeah. sorry, commit suicide. They commit suicide. Yeah, he's a. Uh, Very troubled people. Apparently. Yes. Okay. I don't know how you feel personally about this topic at work, but. Stupid people? If someone, if an employee said. I do not want you to mention my birthday. And if you do, let's just say monthly birthday parties where you bring a cake for everybody, you know. Okay, all the January. We do it all the time. Okay, so let's just say you have January birthdays, February birthdays, however you do it. And someone came up to you and said, hey, I I can see that you do birthdays here. I I can't handle it. I get really high anxiety And And you sue and win a lot of money? Yeah. (laughs) So an employee, it was out of Kentucky, 
he told HR, I, I don't, I, I can't handle it. Please do not celebrate my birthday. No cake, no mention, nothing. I don't want anything. And apparently the person claimed that they accidentally forgot that he said he didn't want a birthday celebration. So accident ensues. They celebrate his birthday. Employee has a panic attack and goes out to their car to calm themselves down. Because that is just something that brings them such great anxiety that they had a panic attack. Employee is able to calm themselves down and come back to work. What do you do? Do you berate them because you made the person throwing your party feel bad? And you handled it in the wrong way? Do you mean do you berate the person that threw the party? No, they the berated oh, they the, berate, no, I was the birthday say, person. I'll say absolutely not. So they berated him you because... You pulled them off to the side and you apologized to them. Yeah, so instead they berated him for making the person who threw their party wrongfully, but who threw their party feel bad. No, see, and that's totally wrong. I don't know what the company was or how <laughs> old these employees are or anything about them, but they handled that thing completely wrong. Yeah, so they apparently the person who handles the birthday party flat out forgot about his request. And then he spent his lunch break in the car calming himself down through techniques that he learned. And then the next day he was reprimanded. And then that actually caused him to have another panic attack because he was being reprimanded for something he didn't okay, here's do. A- yeah, you like conspiracy and then they theories? they fired him for it. Here's a conspiracy theory. What's your conspiracy theory? How much money did said employee win? $450,000. So do you think maybe he was in cahoots with the person that threw the party? Oh, so he can get money? Yep. Yeah, so he got $300,000 for emotional turmoil. 120000 was for back wages, so it sounds like it took a while to get there. An additional $30,000 on top of that. I mean, for a I'm, total not, of I'm not saying that that happened, but you know what? Stranger things have happened. <laughs> have happened. I would, yeah, I would say that it could happen. But I think about that. There have been times like I don't want anyone to know or or I don't want anything special. So I was just wondering what your take on that was. Yeah, well, no, I think they handled it very incorrectly. And if the person doesn't want to party, they don't want to party. Don't do it. Yeah, we definitely shouldn't be. Just, you know, walk by on their birthday and just privately say, happy birthday. Have yeah. a great day. No, we do that. We have we have people at our work that um, enjoy going and getting cakes and throwing a little party thing for certain individuals. So that's pretty cool. Okay, so I have a question about math. So right now, it... It appears that our inflation is up 7.9% at least. I think that was about the number that I heard, 7.98%, something like that. Okay, so used cars are up 42%, gas is up 38%, utilities are up 50%, hotels are up 30%, milk is up 18%. So how did we arrive at a 7.9% Absolutely. Are they lying to us again? They are because our... I almost said Speaker of the House, our little mouthpiece for our president. She was pulling Sucky. Yeah. Sucky. She was pulling two or three things out two or three things out of that equation, saying that's how they derived that number. Arrived at the number. Yeah. Well, all I know is 
prior to the current administration taking over. Everything was low, and we were going. Here's, you know, full throttle. Huh? Sound yeah. familiar? Yeah. This country was firing on all cylinders. There's another one for you. There we go. Well, we were doing very well. And because there was one side over the other that was heck bent on getting rid of somebody, they were willing to jeopardize the entire economy. To just get, for political. Just for political gain. Well, they didn't lose because they know which uh, cards to pull, buttons to push, however you have well, levers of course, to pull. And, but, yeah. and their salaries don't change because one of the when the economy is bad across the U.S., the unemployment rate in D.C. or Maryland stays pretty level. It may uptick a bit, and sometimes it downticks a little bit because they're, I think, 90% or 80% government employees. employees. So there's yes. nothing for them to worry so about. So there's nothing for them to worry about. It doesn't hurt them. Yeah. doesn't hurt them at all. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.